0: Welcome to episode 272 of the Rugby League Republic podcast with your hosts, Tish and Dr. T. In this episode, we review State of Origin 1 and much, much more. Join us as we build the Rugby League community for all. Rugby League Republic podcast starts right now. Welcome to episode 272 of the Rugby League Republic podcast, where we aim to bring you the everyday fans' perspective on the greatest game of all, Rugby League. This is Rugby League for the people. I'm your co-host, Dr. T. Joining me is Tish. Tish, we have just witnessed State of Origin 1 in the traditional home ground of Adelaide. Yes. <laughs> how, how was your State of Origin 1 2023 experience? What did you think?
1: Mm. Well, I'll be honest, it's been, I've been, uh, this week has been, uh, obviously this is, uh, we're taking our reaction straight after the game, right? So the game just concluded probably less than half an hour ago, right? And uh, so, but look, it's been the highlight of my week in terms of like gearing up for it, waiting up for it. You know, I was, you know, I was sort of thinking, what am I going to eat? I went with uh, KFC uh, in the end. Um, So I don't know if that was the best idea because now I'm very sleepy and, uh, you know, and, and it just <laughs> it just makes you more tired. And, you know, I was like, I was pumped. And then, um, you know, I was, uh, you know, I, I try and you know, I try to start. I wanted to watch the coverage end to end. But then I realized that uh, at um, <laughs> that, like, it started at 7, not 7.30. Um, so, yeah. So because I don't really like a current affair. Right. So. Um, yeah, so I kind of missed the first five minutes because I was just like, maybe it is on. And then yeah, they started talking about it, and then I don't know uh, the the entertainment before it didn't really impress me. So they just said, "Okay, I'll just wait for the game." And then um, yeah, so but yeah, but look, ultimately, yeah, I thought in the end the first half, yeah, we'll go into our reactions to the game. But I think uh, yeah, it's great to have State of Origin. I think that the uh, certainly the second half to me was uh, felt like Origin. I'm not too sure if the first half did. Um, but it was also a really weird and eerie ground, like, uh, Adelaide Oval. So I know we'll, we'll definitely be deep diving into all of that, but how about yourself Doctor Tay? How was your experience? Like, what was, uh, what was the, uh, what was the food of choice for State of Origin for you?
0: Well, we, we look, it's either one or the other, isn't it? It's either KFC or McDonald's. So we opted for McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I was honestly, seriously, we did. And, uh, you know, like within minutes of eating these things, you kind of regret Uh, a little bit like my experience watching State of Origin. (laughs) Within a few minutes, (laughs) I was like, I regret this already. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) it was a very regret. If you're a blues fan, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And we will dive into it, of course. But look, the focus of today, obviously, is... uh, is the the review of State of Origin Game One? Uh, we're going to sort of, do, you know, mainly talk mm. about that game and, you know, go through our stats and our whatever. But look, let me just make yeah. one point before we dive into <laughs> yeah. the actual game itself, which is you did mention the pre-game entertainment. It did have the Living End. Uh, those of you who remember the Living End used to be, I think, were they, oh, were they in the '90s or early 2000s? Uh, mm. Kind of Australia's punk uh, punk, punk rock. rock. Mm. Band, a couple of their great songs, uh, which, you know, thanks to Channel 9's uh, unbelievable coverage, we saw probably not their best song, and then we could hear their best song. When they were crossing to the dressing rooms, showing the players, you know, drills, passing drills or whatever, and I was thinking, what's the point of having an entertainment like these uh, these uh, living legends, uh, you know? But look, the living end, I did sort of say uh, they they did kind of they, they look more like retirement end rather than living <laughs> yeah. end, yeah. Because yeah. they're getting on a bit, and it's it's ageing us. I think Tish, uh, you know, terribly, terribly it's ageing yeah. us terribly. They they were a great band, and they still are. They still bring mm. it. Um, I just wish we could have seen it. Channel Nine, yeah. thank you very yeah. much.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: But look, well, it's it's one of these things now where uh, you know
1: their style of music doesn't fit the look. <laughs> anymore right do you know what i mean like like you know it's like your grandpa uh tried to tell you what modern music's supposed to be you know like so um but like yeah you know <laughs> you kind of mentioned mcdonald's i actually drove past mcdonald's because it was like a decision as you said kfc or mcdonald's and i okay the drive-thru doesn't look uh that full at mcdonald's but i go to kfc and the drive-thru at kfc looked a bit bigger right so i actually was doing a U-turn at the car park, and then I realized, I oh, know, it's emptied out. What am I doing? Doing a U-turn in a KFC car park. So I just decided to stick it out of KFC, and um, I regret it immediately, too. But um, but I look, I think we should, should...
0: Yeah, let's... yeah, <laughs> Let's dive in. But before we do, before we do, I do I do got to say, look, I'm, I'm a bit superstitious, and I should have known, because when I was at the drive through <laughs> uh, the girl... The girl dropped my frozen coke uh, from. <laughs> she bobbled it and dropped it, and I thought, "Oh, jeez, uh, your your ball handling is uh, <laughs> is is a uh, is a sign of things to come in New South Wales on the yep. the mu- muggy Adelaide pitch." And that's yep. exactly what we saw. But let's dive into it. Tackle number, uh, what is it? One to five, I think. One to four <laughs> is a review. Here we go. Let's dive into it. State of Origin Game 1 played Wednesday the 31st of May, that's today, at at Adelaide Oval in Adelaide. Um, You know, the NRL says ground conditions good, I disagree with that. (laughs) Quite a bit. Ground conditions slippery uh, when wet. Uh, the that maroons
1: on ice. That's that's right.
0: Was. <laughs> that's right. It was. It was Mickey lives uh, out
1: there. You know. Yeah.
0: Mick is that's right. Disney on ice meets state of origin. Um, the maroons twenty six over the blues eighteen. In the end, it was five tries to three. Um, Hamazo, Toboy Fido scored two. Selwyn Cobo, yeah. two. Cameron Munster at the end scored. And for the Blues, uh, Liam Martin, Apisai Coruscant, and Stephen Crichton scored the tries. It was 10-6 at halftime in favor of the Maroons. And uh, Thomas Flegler at 68-minute mark got a sin bin. Uh, some of the other stats, let me just sort of uh, go into some of the team stats. You know, the Blues had a lot more, well, not a lot more, but a little bit more time in possession, 53% to 47%. Uh, Completion rate about the same. Run meters, you know, about the same, probably a little bit more uh, to the Blues. If you look at a lot of the stats, uh, kick return meters, average set distances, they were either very close or in the Blues' favour. What's another one? Dummy passes. Queensland, 12. (laughs) New South Wales, 5. Okay, it means that we uh, we we tend to fall for the dummy passes. Um, Kick-in meters, however, the Queenslanders uh, are <laughs> quite a fair distance more than uh, than than the Blues seven sixty-one to four ninety-one. Um, although the Blues forced two dropouts. So look, um, what else am I seeing? Uh, I'm just sort of scrolling down NRL. Good on NRL for for bringing uh, mm-hmm. great up to the minute live uh, stats so we can. We can quickly look at where we went wrong. <laughs> but you know what? I'm just going to throw yeah. the book away. I'm going to go old school, teach because yeah. the stats tell a story that the Blues should have won this. Uh, yes. You know, the, the the they were on top in most of the metrics. They seem to get on top. But look, I'll give you my little my my kind of perception of what i saw is that you know the the queenslanders came out of the blocks with those two quick tries in 10 minutes uh, they were ahead 10-0 immediately and 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 you thought this is going to be a long night for the blues you know i felt like a bit like when i went through the mcdonald's drive through and my uh, my frozen coke fell onto mm. the floor um, this is not going to be a good day for me but they they clawed their way back they scored a, a great Liam martin try fantastic like this should be um you know it's it's the kind of try that you you kind of need if you're gonna if you're a coach or or if you want to teach some kids how to run a line and how to find uh a space where there seems to be none have a look at luai and the brilliance of luai and and liam martin as a runner Mm -hmm. found him in you know needle in the you know in the thread kind of thing it was just unbelievable uh threaded his way through great try we ended up going into the sheds, 10-6 down the Blues. Mm. But um, I have to say my perception, let, let's let's just do the, the perception of the first half. My yeah. perception of the first half was that despite coming out of the blocks, I think the Queenslanders, by about the 20-minute mark, yeah. looked like they were absolutely tired. They looked like they had played a whole tournament of a, of a, of a different sport because they looked completely puffed. And the Blues were ripping them apart in the middle, and I thought this could be anything. We're going to go uh, into halftime mm. in the lead, and that is not what happened. We went ten six, and immediately yep. I thought this is uh, a, a not a good sign. It looks like we're going to be in for a long night. We're not. We're not capitalising on. The ground, the the field position. We're not really doing the little bits that need to be done. Mm. And the other thing is, the try that was scored by Cobo, the first one, was quite frankly, uh, you know, it was uh, like the commentators were talking very much about the genius of of the Queensland <laughs> offense. It was pure and simple. Um, To'o slipped, and and created yeah. a massive gap in in the defense. So. Slip number one led to mm. try number two for Queensland. Um, and and that was extremely disappointing because you, you felt, you know, they had them covered completely. So, look, that that's my perception of the first half. I thought yeah. the Blues are showing signs of ripping them up in the middle, superior fitness. They can do this in the second half. Go Blues. And that was where I'm going to pass over to you. What was your views on, on the first half? First half, okay,
1: yeah, great. Well, look, I'll go just a bit before the first half, right? Uh, I just want to talk about the New South Wales jersey. Um, I thought uh, I thought they were representing Victoria, uh, right? I, I thought, like, um, you know, I don't know what happened to the jersey design, <laughs> right? It was like, uh, you know how last year there was a big controversy of the Manly Pride jersey, right? Uh, because it, they had two strips of rainbow. Well, New South Wales decided to flip that all on its head, right? Like, uh, it's not a project, of course, but what I'm saying is that, you know, the typical <laughs> sky blue is just two stripes, right? In like, um, you know, in this Westpac jersey, it was the Westpac-New South Wales team. I thought it was just completely selling out. Um, no wonder Queens, I, I mean, Queensland and their traditional maroon. They won't sell that out for anybody, but New South Wales, I felt like, uh, firstly, disservice to the whole state of New South Wales by... Uh, <laughs> by choosing another state's colours, man. It was horrible, right? So I don't know what that was about. But alas, I still sort of... And look, you know, um, uh, yeah, look, you know, you know, uh, I'll talk about the Adelaide Oval too as well. You know, you could hear the referees and the players shouting. So it was like eerily quiet, right? And I think this is what happens with the neutral venue sometimes. And maybe because the Adelaide Oval is a cricket field where it's it's very big and, you know, the sound sort of doesn't, get mic'd up properly or something. It was just like a weird atmosphere, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and 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 I think, add to that, like, in the first 20 minutes in, in particular, it was really clunky. Like, there was pe- penalties, uh, like a million of them, uh, right? You know, there was, like, lots of drop ball. Um, you know, New South Wales had that strategy, right, which was uh, Hudson Young, uh, Tevita Pangai Jr., and Payne Haas, the aggressive alpha male guys, right? You know, like attacking Queensland, uh, and I thought they were probably doing a great job running the ball uh, and and doing well, but you know, they were also the uh, culprits uh, for the errors. <laughs> As well as the uh, as well as some of the penalties that New South Wales gave away, and two pen and look the two Queensland uh, tries in the first twenty minutes were off the back of of, of uh, New South Wales penalties. So I don't know if it if it if it worked, um, but I I do look. I mean I, I think they all deserve uh, just their, this uh, spot in the lineup. I think it's just because uh, for two of them they were on debut, right? So um I, yeah I, I don't know if it was the wisest thing to have all three of them playing together um but like you know in the first 20 i thought it was just like that and then you know new south wales they were getting on top i think when uh cameron murray uh, came on the field liam martin and junior Parler, right when those three came on they're a bit more level-headed sort of forwards um and with Avi korosau i thought they did an amazing job uh actually and, and it was Pretty much for the rest of the game, New South Wales were really good at running the ball and getting getting to the danger zone. I think they did a tremendous job doing that. And I think they, you know, if the attack was centered around the, the middle, I think New South Wales won that uh, contest hands down, right? Where I thought they were clunky, and you saw this in the first half, it looked like, man, are these guys ever going to stall? Is getting, is distributing the ball out to their centers and wingers, right? Yeah. Um, it just didn't seem to happen. And there was even a, a moment where I thought Tedesco, he went himself, but man, pass the ball to the Fox. You know, he's just there and he was open, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's uh th- that was a that was a bad sign for me that New South Wales are gonna struggle to score because they just looked so uh out of sorts their back one, which was the main weapon um, that we thought that they were gonna do in good. Mind you, I actually felt that Stephen Crichton um, had some brilliant moments. Uh, so I thought, you know, the replacement for Latrell was actually quite fantastic. But I just thought that uh, that distribution and yeah, uh, again, you talked about the slip up as well, Doctor T. You know what was interesting, and I thought about this a little bit. I didn't see any Queensland player
0: slip. <laughs> well, you know, I noticed the same thing. I was like, <laughs> did we did we do the basic fundamentals right? Did we pick the right kind of shoes the right boots with the right uh studs who knows i I know we did it i know we did it you know why because i just
1: remembered this stephen Crichton. there was a moment where his shoe fit came off right um yes that's true yeah yeah that's right so 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 the shoes were not uh installed properly on the legs of our players right (laughs) that's That's all i can say if they're slipping up look you know look i think in this in this moment look there was a couple of uh yeah there's a couple of times where the pants went off a little bit right um I think, oh, I think it's just icy, the disco, yeah. <laughs> yeah, icy conditions. You know, uh, how tight your pants are, no problem. But I think your your shoes have to be <laughs> on your feet the whole time. Otherwise, you're gonna slip up, right? And uh, yeah, there were more <laughs> slips. I mean, I mean, I think that was like a bit of a, a preview to like the, uh, you know, the the blooper reel of slips that happened during the uh, second half in New South Wales.
0: Absolutely. And and yeah, let's just go into that. So the second half, um, you know, the tries, it started off really well because Carousal, it was a bit of a lucky try. He was he was sort of mm. trying to rip the ball out and uh thankfully on the replay it, it initially looked like he had ripped it forward and I thought, Oh, they're gonna they're gonna not confirm the try. But um, you know, he, he did kind of uh rip it somehow went backwards and then it looked like he kind of kicked it forward but but off the off his heel so backwards it was kind of a a back heel in a way <laughs> it was a mm. soccer move um, yeah. but look he did it uh, and then uh, it went through i think it was Ruben Cotter's hands and ended up uh, you know collecting it again and scoring so that was a lucky try but look to be honest at that moment i thought this is what the score should be because the blues were were really getting mm. on top in the second uh, part of the first half um but then, no sooner had that happened, you know, not even ten minutes or so later, Selwyn Cobbo with his second try, and again a really poor defensive effort from yep. it was Luai and Tedesco. Yes, but but it wasn't just look, I th- and then Cobo kind of uh, slid. Slid uh, somehow towards uh, the try line. Uh, mm. managed to keep his legs inside. It was. It could have easily have been. Uh, you know, he, he was very clever there. The way he kind of. He almost. He almost scored the try in a fetal position. That's how. That's how he really pulled his legs back, and and very smart play from him. But look, I think it was on the one hand, it was a combination of Luai and Tedesco really poor, poor tackles, but also. Slippery conditions because Tedesco ended up slipping as well as he was trying to to kind of cover the tackle Um, On a normal ground Tedesco would have covered him I think and and I and I stick strong with that I've seen the replay a couple of times and I think Tedesco would have covered him but it looked like he kind of slipped on the way there and And uh, just the just slipped right off him and there you go Uh, The next try though uh, was to Crichton. So Crichton's try was a really good one. It was a kick from mm. uh, uh, Cleary, uh, and I think it was Cleary, and, uh, you know, Luai got it. And again, Luai, uh, look, say what you will, I think Luai has cemented his number six jersey. I think there was no question that he is the reason why we scored a lot of those tries. I think Cleary really didn't do much apart from from the kicking. I thought in, in many ways he actually was a hindrance. Him and Tedesco were very, very slow, to mm. To provide the ball out wide, and I yeah. thought that was uh, uh, that was purely their fault, their, their decision making, and had nothing to do with their their slippery boots or whatever. Um, and I thought they could have done better. But that that try to Crichton, you know, Cleary uh, kicked it over. Somehow it ended up in in Luai's hands, uh, and then uh, quickly passed it to Crichton, who scored roughly in the corner. Um, and the conversion was successful. So that ended up putting the Blues in front. And then we saw, um, uh, was it Thomas Flegler get Sinbind mm. for, um, uh, is that right? Was it Thomas Flegler got Sinbind? Yep. Yeah. The, in 68th minute, so not even a couple of minutes after the Crichton try, um, got binned uh, for a uh, I guess it was a dangerous tackle, but it was really, uh, you know, he led with his head and and smashed into Tommy Turbo's face. So um, I think a lot, you know, the commentators were saying, "I don't know why he got Simbin." Well, I don't know what they're talking about. It was probably <laughs> the it, it was pretty clear what happened, um, yeah. and and yeah, it, he wasn't Simbin because. Of his arm, or it wasn't a shoulder charge. He clearly yeah. led with his head, and I think it was obvious that he did that. And uh, anyway, um, that that was mm. my view. But I thought that was a, a you know a good decision. But in those ten minutes that Flegler was off, <laughs> the opposite of what you'd expect happen, which was uh, the 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 maroons <laughs> actually scored two tries while they yeah. were one man down. So which is unbelievable. Um, Taboy Fidel scored one. Um, it was a basic backline movement. They had a bit of an overlap. The fastest man in the world, Car, got easily, <laughs> easily fended off, mm. and and Tedesco slipped. and And it, you could not have laid it, a, an a easier path to the trial line if you if you didn't actually roll out the red carpet. It was such. You know, again, the commentators were talking about the genius of the move. It was a simple backline move, and it was purely because of poor tackling from Adokar and Tedesco slipping over yet again and, mm. uh, c- you know, clearing the path. And then the final try, this is where they'll talk a lot about, because this was actually a legitimately good try. It was a uh, seven, six-minute Cameron so This is what put it to bed. It was a... Uh, DCE, Daly Cherry Evans uh, kind of bomb. It should have been easily mopped up by James Tedesco. And yep. instead what happened was his teammate from, uh, from the Roosters, Lindsay roof, the Collins, yeah. uh, who's a prop and yeah. wasn't even playing that good up to that point, actually made some errors and, you know, having a ho-hum game, mm-hmm. leapt up above his captain, his club captain, got the ball as soon as he landed, made a very quick pass inside, to Cameron Munster who was there and, uh, you know, away you go, easy, easy try. And, and really the, the reaction from the Queensland team, you know, rather than going to the try scorer and going, yeah, you score a try. You saw yeah. some of them immediately turn to Lindsay Collins and give him, the, the biggest kind of um, congratulations because they knew it was mm. all about what he did in the lead up to that try, not to be expected. He outleapt a, a fullback who really should have been better, um, you know, and uh, there you go. Another game done and dusted and lost by the Blues where they probably mm. should have, the, you know, many, many, uh, rude opportunities, missed opportunities, yet again, some really dumb plays. Um, you know, you had some good... If I was to sort of summarise, Titian I'll, I'll pass over to you, my, mm. my sense of watching this game, I was very much, you know, the Eels at their worst <laughs> wouldn't have uh, received the level of uh, anger that I had at the Blues today watching this game. It was... Um, it was really, it was quite bad. The way that uh, you know, the slipping around, the uh, the 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 pushing passes that didn't need to be pushed. Pangi's pass, um, which led to the monster try at the end, there, did not need to be pushed. Oh um, uh, no, so it was it wasn't Pangi. It was uh, it was a bit earlier. So the the Fido. Oh, no no possibly it wasn't no 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 it was a, i've actually,
1: I actually wrote it down uh so, so oh you did was, okay was it
0: when when did that happen that okay, when did he so push that, that pass
1: okay so th- this was actually they were leading 10 eight uh, they were re- leading 12 10 or 10 eight right so this was straight after uh Korosau had had scored he did a great effort to get back there uh, and take up the second hit up but then he just decided to pass it and then queensland got it And then straight after that, Cobo scored. So that's the one
0: where... That's the Cobo one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, you're right. That is the Cobo one. Yeah, my mistake, yeah. Um, Yeah. Look, and that to me just typified, yeah. So Mm. there was was their third last try. Um, It was, look, it was disappointing to see, you know, if you look at some of the players, uh, you've got to say there were some players that played really good. Look, um, would you believe most run meters was Tedesco 209 to... Hamazo at 147 it actually should read 1209 because i think tedesco went a thousand meters sideways but maybe that doesn't really count <laughs> i'm not sure um but you are right and you actually nailed it and this is where i have to you know this is some tough love uh, that i have to give to my blues um you know tedesco was an absolute liability today He's slipped around constantly. He went sideways constantly. He he, he prevented and hindered a smooth attacking line. Mm. Uh, could never, you know, the ball never seemed to go past him towards the centres or the wingers, whichever side of the field he was on. It just you could guarantee that he was never passing it, and he never did. And and he he has become. Uh, I hate to say it, he's become very predictable. I know he's a captain. This makes it really awkward, but I don't think if he wasn't the captain, he probably shouldn't be selected for the next game because it was that bad. Um, As, as a captain's knock, it was terrible. Um, You know, again, like you you can't, you don't expect the captain to get in the way of the backline movement and, and not really, you know, have any redeeming features either. Um, You know, he slipped up a few times. His poor reading of, uh, you know, he was somehow involved in the play and then um, ended up completely missing. It was actually that first try, wasn't it? Or was it the first try, the Hammers 0-1? Mm. Um, uh, when they were, um, yeah, completely, uh, you know, didn't, wasn't there when when he needed to be um, in the back line to cover for the, you know, it was just an easy, easy try for them. Uh, that was a bad sign. That was early on in the game. And you could tell that this was not going to be a good game for him. Um, some of the other players that you, I would have expected more from uh, in a, in the Blues, we, we had, um, you know, the 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 forwards, um, Pangai, Payne Haas. Um, they didn't really do much. I mean, Pangai had, uh, like I said, towards the end of the first half, had some really good uh, passages of play, but then he just blew it with silly penalties. And, you know, and this is exactly what online, remember I said this when we Mm. talked about the lineup online, people were saying, yeah, he's good, but he's going to give away penalties and he's going to do some stupid things. That's exactly what happened. Uh, Very, very uh, disappointed. Meanwhile, you've got Junior Paulo. used to do that in the past and he was sitting on the bench and he actually, when he came on, he actually did make a bit of an impact and strength-wise, much more than Payne Haas, which surprised me. So, And Frizzell, Frizzell was a second rower who somehow was camped out on the wing. Um, he was he was playing right centre for some reason. I don't understand that. I think Frizzell could have actually been more valuable in the middle. Um you know, Isaiah Yo uh, hardly passed it, or when he did pass it, it was a typical Panthers backline move, predictable. You know, I was hoping to see some unpredictability from Cameron Murray, and and I did see a little bit, um, but but yeah, overall, I think uh, what the signs are not good for New South Wales. They had. The players to do it. Uh, I know Latrell Mitchell wasn't there, but I don't think Latrell Mitchell could have saved this team this uh, this week. Uh, it it just seemed that uh, yeah, um, they were just not not as smooth as you expect them to be, and and you know it, they were too slippery <laughs> slippery all over the place. and so couldn't quite put it together. So very disappointing in the Blues. I think you've got to hand it to the Maroons. They played. They played what was in front of them. I don't think they were brilliant. Some Three of their tries were from Blues players slipping in very obvious positions. Um, you know, you take away those tries and all of a sudden it's a Blues victory we're talking about. And and so I think, you know, potentially the, the, the difference between winning and losing is not just, uh, uh, you know, uh, an inch decision on a... Uh, on a no try or whatever it 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 can be as simple as wearing the wrong studs for and you know that kind of thing and uh i'll I'll let you have a go and then we'll talk about you know some of the refereeing decisions because i think that also played a part but what what were you what was your take on the second half and the leading to uh that great final try for the maroons yeah
1: well look i think um yeah again so like yes, i think First thing, obviously, the epic Corsair try. I thought, um, yeah, look, um, he put himself in the right position to get something right, and then in the end, um, you know, I think, like, you know, he raked the ball out. It was accidental with the foot. It's just, you know, it was a, uh, a kind of like a, a freakish type of try, but, you know, that's the type of thing that happens in origin games, right, and, uh, and it could turn the tide. So I thought that was fantastic. As you said, um, you know, they brought Pangai Jr. back, and I think, uh, it's like uh, you know, it's the uh, it, it's that it's that balance, right? You know that he is going to play aggressive. He's going aggressive. He's going to be alpha, mailing it up. You know he's going to get some good run meters going. He's going to get you forward. Lots of good play the balls, a few passes. But I think that error um, was uh, was terrible. And look, r- let's just remember he's on debut, right? So um, you know he's he's trying to impress out there. Um, I noticed that Hudson Young. Um, he he played uh he played the first i don't think he played the second half at all right um so i think bradfield uh i don't i don't like his chances of getting uh getting back into the team i don't i i don't remember him in the second half at all, so I don't know what's going what's what would be happening for him there um so yeah, but look i think um but it's actually the bench uh that I thought Lee martin was probably. For me, the pick of the forwards, right? He was he was sensational, right? Some of the big hits, he kind of let that... I thought Cameron was was really solid as well. Um, you know, I, I did think Tyson had a great uh, game as well, and I think he might have covered for Turbo out in the centres, maybe when Turbo got hurt a little bit, so I think that's where we might have seen him. But remember, they also brought on Nico Hines towards the end as well, the last 12 minutes, and I don't know if he really. I mean, I don't know if he, he had much to do an impact. But there was a there was a great try saver right for there. Um, look, I wrote down here the Queensland attack uh, actually looked sharp when like their ball distribution out to their wingers and uh, centers was great. Right, they were doing better when they were getting it out wide. Right, and um, uh, they seemed to be more, um, you know, you know, they seemed to be more comfortable sort of spreading the ball. They could not. Uh, that could not match it with New South Wales forwards though, going forward. And I think that was New South Wales's big strength um, against Queensland. Yeah. Queensland, their forwards were probably a bit outplayed and you're right. Like, you know, when Lindsay Collins scored that try, like, you know, uh, you know sort of set up that try. If if that moment didn't come, you know, it <laughs> uh, yeah, would probably be a poor game, but in the end he becomes a Queensland hero. Right. And, and that was the thing that you had to worry about Queensland. So, so like, you know, they really were up against it um, when it comes to field possession and the amount of times New South Wales was attacking their line. Um, and, and there was some great try savers. Um, and, and they were able to repel anything New South Wales was doing. Uh, on the flip side, though, like, you know, New South Wales, uh, when Queensland were attacking, I felt like that their defence was a lot more flimsy, right? Um, because of the ice slipping, you know, their slipping around and I just maybe the communication out wide. I, I just don't think it was there. And uh, yeah. So look, I mean, yeah, you, you, you raised an interest, interesting point. Um, Look, I thought Crichton had a brilliant game. So if, if say, if Latrell was fit, would he have made a difference? I think, I think where like immediately I'd say, no, probably not. But then, but then I, I, I was thinking that, and I thought this throughout the game, like, you know, New South Wales are doing great when they're going through the middle, right? But the problem is um, they're real attacking weapons um, that can sort of um, be at the back of a pass uh, or, or sort of, you know, um, need a bit of space or, or something like that. These guys are not getting the ball. So I don't know if a call should have gone out where they should have gone to, hey, uh, hey, the Fox, you know what? Play off Coruscant. Come into the middle, right? Because these guys aren't gonna give you the ball. <laughs> right? Look, I'm a Tedesco guy. He's a great player. Like, you know, I still wish the West Tigers would uh, would have been able to keep him. But I think he's a great player. I think he's the best player out in the world, all that kind of stuff. But he was horrible, right? And I'm like, man, I do not want to be a winger in a team where Tedesco is playing because you're not gonna get the ball. You know? Um you know, I think I saw Josh Adoto make himself a cup of t- cup of tea, right? Uh, because they just they did not utilize that weapon, right? It was it was it was that simple. I think Turbo kind of suffered from the same plight. Uh, Toho to a bit sort of suffered a little bit too. Um, and so I would have I would have got them to sort of come through the middle, and then play off Cleary and play off um, Corrissau uh through the middle, or play off the forwards. Like you know, Junior, Junior Polo is out there. Uh, run behind him, right? You know, um, get him to, uh, uh, you know, attract a few players and then give you the ball and you've got enough ability to sort of get yourself into the clear, right? Like, you know, I think... That's where um, I didn't see a lot from New South Wales. Where, and I think Queensland kind of did this like, you know, if you look at the first try that Queensland scored, the very first try in the first half, it was like, you know, one player seeing another player was open, so they kicked the ball, so that they, and then the, and then, um, you know, uh, and let the hammer chase, right? There was not one single kick that I remember New South Wales doing where it was like, you know what, we're going to kick it and the fox is going to chase it, (laughs) right? There was there was none of that, right? There was none of that, like you know, we're going to kick it for Turbo or we're going to kick it for for Crichton, right? All the kicks went in the air to like basically no one, and I thought like like you know, you guys have got these weapons out there, you guys are dominating the field position, um, you just need uh, you just need to do a, a few of these little things, you know, where was the where was the run around? Where was the like the little cross plays? It it just yeah, it just lacked. It lacked that creativity, uh, mm. I feel, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, and 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 really, yeah, like, because other than that, really, like, yeah, you could have, yeah, I, I, I think New South Wales actually showed that they had a much better team. So so it was, it, it was a bit disappointing. And look, I think the second half definitely was more of an origin feel to it, right? The, the stakes were higher, and I think that Queensland played a lot better in the second half as well. Uh, but I just think New South Wales, they just they just sort of lacked that that creativity. I don't know if it's Jerome as well. Maybe uh, you know, maybe we need to get more early ball to Jerome. He seems to be good at the dish, you know, getting getting the ball out to to the centers and the and the and the wingers. But I, but I really feel that they sort of missed an opportunity here. And and now uh, you know, game two is in Queensland, right? So a uh, huge mountain to climb for New South Wales to get back to it. Um, as you said about performances, I would say that probably, yeah, the the, the, the three best for me, I would say, would be Liam, Liam, Liam Martin, uh, I thought was brilliant. I think Horacell was, was fantastic too. Uh, like, you know, um, and, and I'd also probably have to say uh, Crichton for me were probably the three that I would say. What about for yourself?
0: Um, yeah, look, in terms of uh, Blues players, hmm. <clears throat> um, it's a difficult one because I thought, look, I thought Luai actually did play really well. Uh, I thought he was, uh, like I said, he he did some really brilliant things, and he was, mm. you know, he was last pass pretty much for um, two for, tries. For tries.
1: That's true. Uh, yeah, but he need, he need, he needed to be more involved, right? He needed more ball as well.
0: That's, that's true. That's true. Although I mean, yeah. I think when and when he when he did try, he was kind of uh, you know ambushed, and and that you'd expect that. That's why you have yeah. you need good centers outside a good five eight because you mm. just need to be able to keep the, the play going. I thought um, you know considering they had the Panthers line up on the left side to to Old Crichton and then Lou, I I've expected a little bit more. Movement towards the left side, when like I said, I think Tedesco got in the way several times, which is a mm. bit disappointing. Um, you know, I'd have to say, uh, yeah, I thought Liam Martin and Cameron Murray really, really uh, impressed me as well. I thought he was he was in and he was dangerous and he did everything he could. Um, yeah, I think those were the three. I thought Crichton did okay, but he also made some some kind of errors in defense as well, and and also, you know, didn't quite get the ball out at all when when he needed to. he had a few mm. kind of silly last plays uh, which he should have held the yeah. ball instead he tried to tap it on things like that that he did didn't really work. Um, but you know he at least tried and I think uh, look I, yes. I, I'm just gonna, kind of, you know before I get to the referee and decisions because <laughs> because the other because <laughs> the other thing I felt watching it and this could be because you know when you watch, when you watch uh, an Origin game and you're a passionate fan, you tend to sort of think that the world is against you, especially the referees. But I genuinely thought that there were some really, you know, baffling decisions that were really kind of crucial. One was, I think, early on in the game. I didn't write this down, so you'll have to remind me, Tish, if I'm mm. if I'm correct or not. Early on in the game, I think, you know, definitely after we were 10 nil down, um, there was... Uh, you know, close to the line, we were, uh, we were, we were busted for, I think a, uh, it was a, was it a knock on or something like that? They said that we knocked it on and, uh, you know, clearly it wasn't, it wasn't the case. So there was a decision that, that was baffling that went against us. And I thought this, what, that doesn't make any sense. Later they went to the bunker. There was a, uh, Uh, a piece of a passage of play where turbo got the ball from a bit of a a fumble uh, a fumbled kind of bomb reception from Queensland. Um, Harry Grant clearly touched the ball onto him and, and the bunker just said, no, no, not conclusive. (laughs) We were just sitting in there watching it going, what's not conclusive. He clearly touched the ball. You could see it again. Again, if you were thinking that there was a the bunker had a bet on against the New South Wales Blues, you were probably you know you wouldn't you wouldn't have got resistance from me. <laughs> Put it that way, because it, it looked very odd. So that was another clear decision that was not right. The Tyson Frazel try that wasn't given. Um, I have no idea what how they couldn't see that that was grounded. His hand was underneath it the other player's hand was underneath it but clearly he rolled over and the ball would have rolled over onto onto the ground as well could you see it very clearly well probably not but you know there there is no two ways about it that his hand was sideways on the ball there was part of the ball that was underneath his hand if you if you cut the line horizontally um, you know, a horizontal plane, you can see that there was part of the ball would have been underneath him. When you see his hand touch the, the the grass, you have to assume that underneath that part of the ball is touching the grass. It has to have been a try. I don't know how they decided against it. But again, that was another example of, you know, what kind of decision-making is happening here. So it was very odd. Um, you know, not to mention as well, there were some... Um, uh, I think it was, uh, was it Tedesco was called for a forward pass at one point. It clearly wasn't, um, you know, you could tell with the line, like, and it it just, there's little bits like this. It's not just Mm. the bunkers decisions. It's Ashley Klein's decision-making, you know, here and there, it's the little things. He completely missed several Cameron Munster forward passes, Harry Grant forward passes from the ruck. Um, it becomes at some point you watch it and you think, oh well, the, you know he's not going to call that. He doesn't see it. But then, but then you get the, the most major, <laughs> you know, uh, major drama about and uh, you know like the Frizzle, no try etc. You just it baffles the mind that that you can't have that consistency between. The, the, the referee on field and the bunker, uh, you know, is it is it a big enough issue that, that warrants, um, you know, us saying that we was robbed? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, because, you know, origin is always close. So you can't assume ever that um, th- these decisions don't play a part. You know, yeah, the penalty count I think went our way as well, Um, so we can't really complain about that. But I think all the penalties that were given were deserved. It's not like as if he was particularly harsh to the Blues versus the Queenslanders. So I thought he had a fair performance. But but again, my question is uh, that some of the decisions were a bit baffling. But Tish, before I go too far down that rabbit hole, do you do you agree with that in terms of the refereeing? Were were do you think we were a bit harshly treated? Did we get the rub of the green today?
1: Okay, well, I, th- I think it was like uh, what I what I felt uh, a little bit about the refereeing was that like um, I think there was a clear plan from Queensland, right, to try and just slow the game down, right. Um, and and like you know, it suited them, and I think even on commentary they said it suited them the more stop start it was, um, because like you're obviously like you know running meters and things like that. You know, you saw New South Wales sort of roll on a lot a lot better than, than Queensland, right? So there was like, so I just felt that like you know where and when you blare penalty and when you say like play on, um, I think those things become super important. And I think the referee has got to pick up on like, you know, hang on a moment. Like, yeah, you know, this penalty that Queensland just gave away, uh, it actually doesn't favour New South Wales that that this is happening, right? Um, like, you know, and and there was an incident. I think it was in the first half with with Cameron Munster, right? He just, it was like a, a like one of those like blatant penalties that was out there, and then there was there was that, um, and then. <laughs> And think this is like, uh, this is a, uh, I've got two points. Uh, but like, th- there was like this other point with actually Klein, right? Where like, uh, you know, um, Qu- Queensland had dropped the ball close to the line uh, and then say Coruscant ended up with the ball and then he was running forward. And the ref blows a whistle and he goes, knock on Queensland, um, you know, scrum." And I'm like, hang on. The play's still happening here, buddy, right? <laughs> like, play, let them play. And then, you know, if he gets tackled, um, you know, behind where the drop ball was, then, then drop a ball. But there was no reason to stop the play and the call of scrum when New South Wales have the ball. They haven't dropped the ball, and they're running right. Um, and I felt like, what, what? Why? Why is this sort of stuff happening? And then look, this this is this is something that happened. Um, I've got to say, in my uh, whole life of watching rugby league, I've never seen a penalty blown for this. Right. It was a clear penalty, so I think Ashley Ash, Ash Klein did a great job, right? But I just I feel like I feel like this sort of thing, it's against the entire fibre of rugby league, and therefore I think it needs more than a severe. I, I think the penalty has to be more more than I, I think it's got to be more than a penalty if this ever happens. And uh, and this was when Queensland illegally had fourteen players on the field, <laughs> like. <sighs> Like, and, like, he blew a penalty for it. But, like, it's got to be more than just a penalty, right? That Surely that is, like, uh, a gift two points or something like that. You know, because you can't have 14 players on the field, right? You just can't. It's a 13 Like, Like, how do they get away with that? Mm. With just a penalty.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what are they going to do? Find them the later, f- probably.
1: Yeah, in the first paragraph... Of the rulebook. Rugby league is a sport played with two teams of 13 players. Right? You failed to read the first paragraph, Billy Slater. Like, honestly. Like, you know, I just felt that... <laughs> this is like the checking We've got so many people, like, watching the sport, right? Like, you know, like... Because, like... It's funny, because, like... um Because, like, the Channel 9 commentators are trying to explain to people certain things, right? And then... <laughs> And then I'll explain things. And then I'm like, hang on, but like, you know, if you don't know anything about rugby league, you wouldn't know what half the way you've explained, you wouldn't know half the words that you've just used to explain that thing, right? But then, but like, you know, like do they explain like, you know, hey, you're only supposed to have 13 players on the field at one time? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like a fun yeah, anyway.
0: It's it's almost like it's almost like the uh it's look, the shenanigans with, you know, oh, he's waiting to go on, he needs the card. It's like who 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 does the oh, look there's something about the way rugby league handles interchanges. Handles yeah. It's just really bad. It's so bad if you look at it compared to say soccer or whatever. I know there's a lot more happening in league and there's a lot of back yeah. and forth and you can go back on that's fine but there needs to be a lot more structure around mm-hmm. it and and it's just not there and it just it looks it ends up looking ridiculous, yeah. but um, it looked and, like a and, shambles, yeah.
1: And I don't think the commentator should have access to the coaches right during the game, right? And like uh, Andrew Jones, yeah. man, like, hey, Brad, uh, are you going to exploit the fact that Ruben Cotter is uh, playing out in the set, <laughs> like playing out of position? <laughs> I was like, he's giving him tactics. <laughs> yeah, Cameron, 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 like, like Cameron Smith is like sitting right next to. Uh, tell you there Andrew
0: Johnson yeah yeah was yeah.
1: like doing the pip up talk at half time right you know
0: like <laughs> yeah and the very and the very next the very next thing is like Billy uh, so you know the, my mail is that New South Wales is gonna exploit Ruben Cotter on the side what are you gonna do about that it's like <laughs> what the hell is going on here yeah there is too much you're right there is too much um breaking of that wall between the media the commentators whatever and the actual <laughs> players and the game and etc. I'm all for I'm all for them. Look, no, actually no, I'm not. I'll say this. I'll I'll say this. I agree. We shouldn't be interviewing coaches during the game. There yep. has to be that separation. I'm I'm okay with them being spoken to and, and giving us their views, maybe going into halftime, you know, Time, what do yeah. you need? What what are you gonna tell the boys in the sheds? Oh, I need to really, you know, they look like they're demotivated, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Great. Let's say that what I'm against as well is talking to the players as they puffed out, you yeah. know, hearing the raspy vocal okay, yeah. cords of Darren Lockyer. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I've got to say something about that too, but I'll let you finish it.
0: No, 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 I'm just, uh, you, you know what I'm going to say. A, I'm not a fan of that at all. I think, you know, yeah. I don't want to hear raspy raspy voice Lockyer and and in the other case, Gallen as well. And then puffed-out player waiting to get back into the sheds and have a bloody Gatorade or something, you know, let them be. Like, I, I don't need to hear it. I just need to see them running towards the sideline going, okay, it's half-time. Time to um, pack up the McDonald's and, and you know, yeah. clear the desk kind of thing. You clear the exactly. table. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry, go yeah. ahead. Well, look, well, Darren Lockyer,
1: um, you know, I felt like uh, his maroon shirt was, like, very close to Ben Hunt's jersey, right? I was like, does he have a jersey underneath this? Like, is, is that what it was? And the other thing is, like, um, uh, their voices sounded exactly the same. Like, I thought, is he? Is this a ventriloquist act on Lockyer? Right? Like, he's just like, I'm like, like they sounded exactly the same. But I am thinking, Okay, Darren Lockyer, you know, like, do not interview fellow players that have the same voice modulation as yourself right because otherwise it's just too difficult like you know and i'm a rugby league fan i'm just thinking about for you know those people who are into netball or afl or another sport who are who are graciously watching our sport for the first time and then you know commentators and players all sound the same like I, I i don't i don't think it's the best
0: presentation there you know yeah fair enough Look, um, before we wrap this one up, do you, do you have any words of advice for New South Wales? How do they turn this around? Okay. Look, well,
1: it's the cauldron. It's Lane Park. It's, it's, it's difficult. So I think, I think the thing is there's enough there for for us to win, but I, but I think the, the main thing is, uh, you got to get the ball out to your wingers a lot better, um, you know, you control the forwards and then get the ball out. Like, I think that that's probably the main thing. Um, and then I think you also got to give permission for your outside backs to go look, if you're not getting enough ball, then you go and search for it. Um, you know, you sort of team up with another forward um with a forward or or you know uh with another player that's getting the ball a lot and go, you know, hey, hey Junior, can I can I follow you around? Like, you know, pass me the ball. And I'll be right behind you, you know. That type of thing. You know, hey, hey Cleary, put in a kick for me, put in a grubber for me. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna chase that down and uh, you know, and and show 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 these young Queenslanders what I'm made of, that type of thing, you know? I think they kind of need to do that. Um there are probably some uh Player changes. I would, I would recommend. Um, You know, like I think they, I think, I think there was a bit of a. I I know they're not that old, but there. I felt like uh, New South Wales looked like the older team out there a little bit, you know. So I kind of feel that they might need a bit more fresh air, but it would be definitely good to have Latrell back in the team. I I think you just need to have somebody who can, um, can, can be a bit of a a game changer or. Because I just think they just lacked that, lack that finish. That that's probably what what I, yeah. So I think there's that, and I think probably Hudson Young may not get survive. Uh, I think Panga Junior might, um, but I think I, I don't want Alpha. I don't. I don't. Ju- I just don't want Alpha male aggressive type forwards just dominating New South Wales. Because I think I think the liability of mistakes and penalties, is just it's just. It cost us too much, and I, and it did this game right. There was a, uh, there was definitely uh, what at least two, possibly three tries, and we ended up losing by two tries, um, that were off the back of giving away silly little penalties or or trying to trying to offload the ball in in a, you know, in an area of the field where you need to uh, keep the ball. I think that's kind of where it, it was our own errors that let us down. That so so, and I think. A, change the people, and B, maybe, uh, yeah, change your execution. What about yourself, Dr. T?
0: Um, yeah, look, I think it's, it all boils down to the coaching. I think he uh, – I don't yeah. know what it is. You t- talked earlier about the creative lack of creativity. You know, I actually saw myself at one point thinking, wouldn't it be good on a second tackle that Cleary mm. goes, three, two, one, Josh, run, boom, yeah, kick it. Fastest man yeah. in the league gets there first. I agree. I I I was half expecting that and I quickly uh I quickly got back into my shell thinking this is an overcoached or mm-hmm. over structured team. We we saw when we had ten, you know, the the well, not ten men down. They, when they had one man down for ten minutes, we Did we pass it sideways? Did we look for some spreading the ball? No, we had one out at one point, one set of six close to the line. We just did five hit ups, Mm. (laughs) and admittedly, two of them got some good ground. But yeah, and and then and then you know, five hit ups and a and a kick from Cleary to no one or to Reese Walsh, who with no pressure. Um, I kind of thought, what's the point of this? Like, what. How are we going to get a try? At that point, I think we were either, you know, well, we were ahead by two points. Um, And I just thought, this is ridiculous. So what we really need potentially is a coach that really understands how to get the best out of their players. And I think Queensland gets that. Their players, you know, they may not be the most fancied or whatever, but somehow as a team... They put in for each other. They do the Mm. little things. Like I said before the game, it's all about the effort. It's a little, you know, right when you're tired, it's about making that extra step and making sure that you focus properly, you know, playing for each other, that kind of thing. Um, I'm not suggesting the Blues were out enthused. I think there were plenty of, there's plenty of passion on the Blues side. I just felt, again, this goes back to the, you know the old days when we talked about when we were you know being dominated by the the great Queensland sides, and uh, and and it was just like the typical predictable predictability of a of a Mitchell Pearce midfield bomb to no one with no pressure. Mm. Um, you know, as much as people used to blame blame him for that, I think it's they're just following orders from the coach. Yep. And I think this all boils down to Brad Fiddler. He's made some decisions to pick, you know, Nico Hines on the bench. He only got 10 minutes and he was mostly in the centres, so out of position. Is that how? Is that what you intended to do with him? Mm. Um, to waste a position on the bench when you really could have used someone with a bit of strike power? Um, you know, I don't know who else they could have picked, but, the, you know, Damien Cook, what happened to mm. the Cook-Coraceau combination? I reckon we could have probably got something out of Damien Cook today. Um, he still plays really well for the Rabbitohs. You know, maybe another sort of barnstorming forward there was someone else. You know, what happened to Campbell Graham? I think he got injured. So there's there's quite a few question marks around the decisions, the, the selections that Fittler made, let alone what happened on the field. But look, he's in a bit of a pickle because... James Sadesco was probably one of the worst players out there. And he, like I said, he hindered the attack. He, he was a turnstile in defense um, and something's not quite right with him <laughs> because he's, we know he does these things. We know he never passes a ball, but it was blatantly obvious today that, that he was a liability. So, you know, I don't know what Fritler was going to do. He's a captain, He's mm. not going to necessarily get rid of him next time, and nor and nor should you. I mean, he's done plenty of good things with the Blues over the years, but something really needs to happen. And I think it needs to start with Fittler really laying down the law and allowing Cleary to dominate and be the general that he needs to be because Cleary was nowhere. Luai was the one that that picked up the pieces and and, and was everywhere. And so I yeah. think Fittler needs to tell Cleary, you're in charge here. Do not give it to Tedesco in the back line, you know, or, or what, you know, whatever. Like, the, you got to do something. Um, it didn't work. Whatever they tried today didn't really work. So they really need to change things up quite dramatically, especially in the halves and and in fullback. So, unfortunately, yeah, this our mm. spine our spine was outplayed, and, um, and that's not a good thing. But, look, Tish, I'll let you have the final word before we move on. Yeah.
1: Well, uh yeah, so so you actually brought up something and I did actually think about this uh in the didn't know the best way to describe it, but I think I've found the word for it. But like one thing I noticed is that when Queensland, every time they had some sort of adversity, you know, back to back sets and try savers and things like that, um, you could really see that the that they were a team. <laughs> right. They mm. they were all like high five each other, that they, they were gaining strength the more things would go wrong. Um, you know, even with the Sinbin and things like that, you know, they to, mm. and I think what they had is an, an incredible amount of trust, right? Mm. I think, uh, I think th- they all look like they trusted each other. They got along with each other. Like uh, there was a point where Ben Hunt and Cameron Munster were talking and Munster's doing his own thing. And then I think, I think Hunt was disagreeing, but then saying, okay, I'll go along with your idea there, Cameron, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then like mm. I think they do it like a, a first tackle kick or whatever, right? And then um, you know, because the, that trust isn't there, then then they don't do things that need to be done in, in order to win a game in state of origin, which is you need it you just can't play conservative for the whole 80 minutes, right? You do need to play uh do a, a few trick shots here and there, right? Like I mean, DCE kicked to 40-20, right? Um, you know, that's mm. actually quite a yeah. risky play, right? You know, they did this uh uh, they did this uh, sort of tr- uh and they got a line break out of it where they did this uh, you know tap and they did like some sort of cri- sort of sort of crisscross around the blind side and you know out our trick to New South Wales, right? Uh, I think diddesco tried once with a quick quick tap, right? but then you know the qu- quick tap is only effective after you made the initial break and you can get it onto your speed men, right? like mm. like you know so okay, I'm going to take a quick tap. I'm going to get a break, and then once I'm in the clear, I'm going to pass it to the Fox and let him figure it out. Do you get what I mean? Like, mm. just little things like that, they just, for whatever reason, they may have not uh, – I, I don't think that trust was – I I think they need to work on their their team bonding a little bit. <laughs> right? I don't know what they need to do to make <laughs> that happen, but I just feel like you, you could definitely tell that Queensland, the Queensland team got along with each other a lot better than the New South Wales team, right?
0: Hmm. That's interesting, yeah. Um, yeah. You may be right, and I think the, the, the lesson there is, yeah, look, Fiddler, uh, don't overcoach. Um, allow them some free reign. Lay lay down mm-hmm. the law to, to Cleary. He needs to take charge. And Fiddler needs to do more team bonding. So, you know, off to Bondi Icebergs for a drink, <laughs> everyone, because that's what Fiddler can do. Um, look, it, it, attention is really on Fiddler. It's what, what can he do now? He's got to turn it around. What decisions is he going to make? Um, it's all up to him now. So, look, I'll let you. I've let you have the final word. I think we yeah. we wrap this up and we move to uh, just a couple of little housekeeping things. So let's go to uh, I guess it's tackle five, uh, two or five uh, round thirteen review. Here we go. All right. We had a shorter round last round. Uh, The Dolphins, 26-12 over the Dragons uh, in front of 10,000 at K.O. Stadium. The Eels, 24-16 over the Cowboys at Combank Stadium in front of 14 or so 1,000. The Warriors uh, going down to the Brisbane Broncos, 26-22 at McLean Park in front of 16,000. The Raiders, 33-26, to 26, an upset win over the Rabbitohs at a course stadium uh, in front of a very low 12,000 or so. Finally, the Knights, 28-18, uh, in their kind of local derby against Manly Warringah, in front of 20,000 at McDonald Jones Stadium, healthy crowd there at Newcastle. Uh, and then the other teams had a bye. Um, out of those, uh, yeah, look, I, I would say the... The highlight for me, obviously, was, well, the, it was really the Raiders and the Rabbitohs. Yeah. There was, um, and I guess I need to call out, there was an incident that occurred when one of the, uh, now I forget his name, the Raiders. How, how are Weir and Yeah, that's right. Went down uh, just randomly. There was no indication that he had hit his head in the previous tackle, but definitely the referee saw saw something and said, you know, quick medical intervention required. Immediately, the players from both teams formed a bit of a human shield because he was convulsing on the ground. He had collapsed. Um, We don't actually know what happened. I think the latest is um, that they're still kind of investigating what happened. He had some sort of seizure. That's what they know, but they don't know what caused it or what triggered it. Um, Tragic situation, but at the end of the day, the Raiders, in terms of the game itself, Mm. uh, outplayed the Rabbitohs, fully deserved the win. Um, you know, let's not forget this is a. a, a um, I was going to say COVID affected. It's a, it's origin affected uh, round, uh, where you've got you know the, all the origin stars out. Um, look and and yeah, the, that was my kind of take on that. The knights against Manly, it was again Kalen Ponga, uh, Kalen Ponga kind of show there. Mm. Um, but yeah, the surprising for me that they won, but just goes to show that you can't. Uh, Discount the importance of some of these players like DCE to Manly. You take Mm. him out and you never know what's going to happen. Uh, Tish, what were your highlights for round 13? Yeah, well, look, uh, I think
1: the uh, Manly-Newcastle game was a great game. Um, Yeah, and Manly, not having DCE, not having Turbo, uh, and I think Jake Mm. Travojevic and Ben Travojevic, all injured, so no Travojevic, no DCE, um, and then still... Uh, Yeah, and then then they sort of hang hang on, hung on. And then, uh, you know, in the end, uh, you know, Dom Young is kind of like one of my favorite players. He had a brilliant uh, long-range try, right? Sort of got around Mm, him.
0: That's right. Lots of good swerves. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And then there was another moment uh, which, man, it was awesome. Uh, I think Saab took an intercept and he was going all the way and then Dom Young came from the other side of the field. And Almost got it, that was uh, that was great, you know. So, so, <laughs> so, 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 some good stuff there. And then, you know, the Canberra, South Sydney, you know, I just think about the result, uh, which is you know, uh, Mr. Whiten is leaving the Raiders to uh, to, to join the Rabbitohs so he can win the premiership.
0: Yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it is definitely a bit awkward, but you know, I also thought about this like, uh, you know, the Rabbitohs, yeah, we talk about origin affected. But you know, with Cook not getting selected, it's actually Murray and Latrell that are out now. They are big key players for them. But pretty much a full strength side uh, on the Rabbitohs end, (laughs) right? And uh, the Raiders, uh, I suppose Hudson Young, but not really losing that much from their end. So yeah, so it was just it was interesting that 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 actually the score was what it was. Uh, even with the raveners not losing too many players to to uh to origin, so yeah, but look, you know, it's uh now this split round, all these teams getting a buy. Uh, the ladder is so confusing to figure out who's who's uh who's doing that. So, I mean, the way I'm kind of ranking the teams is, is based on how many losses every everybody's had, and then if you notice, the teams with the low fewer losses are the ones that are on the top, so that's All you could say, but um, I suppose we won't know until after Origin who who is actually uh, doing well and
0: who's not, right? So, yeah. That's right. All right. Let's go to our final tackle, which is the tips for round 14. Here we go. All right, so we had uh, I think we had a shorter round, is that right? We had five uh, five games, and Tish, you got the perfect score out of five, you got five, which is great. You are now moving on to 66, and I only got like two out of five, <laughs> had yeah. a bad one. Uh, 54, so there is a clear winner here so far in tipping 66 to 54. But, look, moving into round 14, you know, post-origin, um, you know, well, actually, before we do that, we've got the New South Wales women's versus Queensland women's to tip. And, I'm look, I'm going to tip New South Wales women's. I think we've got the strike power that's required. And, and yeah. uh, again, this is a game that's going to be played tomorrow at Combank Stadium. Tish, what's your tip?
1: Yeah, I think New South Wales. I think it's their first time in a few years that they've got a game in in New South Wales, so I think they get a really point on show.
0: Right, Tigers versus Canberra Raiders at Friday, uh, Friday's game at Campbelltown Sports Stadium. I'm tipping the Raiders.
1: Yeah, look, I'm going to tip the Raiders too. I, I mean, I really want the Tigers to win, but I think the Green Machine is kind of on fire at the moment, so Raiders for me.
0: Warriors v. Dolphins at Go Media Stadium. I don't know where that is, but it's a Saturday 3 p.m. game. Since it's, it's in New Zealand somewhere. I'm tipping the Warriors.
1: Yeah, look, I'm going to tip the Dolphins in an upset. I think uh, I think they this is one of these games where they, they seem to pull it out in some of these sort of games. So yeah, so Dolphins for mine.
0: Gold Coast Titans at home to South Sydney Rabbitohs Saturday five thirty PM. I'm tipping the Rabbitohs to bounce back.
1: Yeah, same here. I'm tipping the Rabbitohs. Uh, I don't think they're the sort of team that are going to win two
0: that they're going to lose two straight, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Sharks v. Broncos, Saturday evening game at PointsBet Stadium. Um, I actually think the Sharks will win this one.
1: Yeah, I'm going to tip the Broncos. Uh, this game is usually quite entertaining at Shark Park, Sharks and Broncos on a Saturday night. So, but I think the Broncos have got a good record in this type of scenario.
0: All right, Roosters v. Bulldogs at Central Coast Stadium, Sunday 2 p.m. I'm tipping an upset. I'm tipping the Bulldogs to win this one.
1: Oh, look, uh, yeah, look, I'm going to tip the Roosters. Um, I don't think it's that big of an upset because the Roosters have been shocking, but I think they, they definitely need a win, so I think the Roosters for one on this one.
0: Cowboys at home to the Storm, Sunday 4 p.m. game at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Uh, I don't think they, they're in with the chance at all. I think the Storm will win this one quite easily. Yeah, I'm going to tip the storm too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all right. Finally, Panthers versus the Dragons, and uh, you know we forgot to mention that the Dragons. Uh, well, did we mention that the Dragons have lost their coach Anthony Griffin? But there is news happening this week, trying to trying to find a replacement coach. The other bit that I probably should mention before I give my tip is uh, the Dragons. I think it's been announced that St George Bank has um, has uh, cut its 40 year long sponsorship with of the dragons uh, you know wow. so basically yeah whatever the board is doing the the mucking around with Jason Riles, who's actually opted to not take the lead coach role and is instead going to assistant coach in in Melbourne uh, Melbourne storm you know with all of that you think what is the board doing and uh, it's pretty clear that they don't know what they're doing. So they, when the sponsors start leaving, uh, that's especially a sponsor that is so perfectly suited to your club. It's got St. George Banks and George Illawarra, you know, it's all great. Um, that's a really bad sign. So I think the Dragons are in free fall at the moment. And I think the Panthers, are, you know, even if they weren't, the Panthers probably would be favorites. I'm picking the Panthers on this one
1: yeah wow some really interesting news um yeah look i'd say yeah, the panthers as well um yeah and uh yeah we'll probably do a deep dive into the dragons uh, a bit later on in the year so yeah
0: absolutely and of course the eagles uh, the seagulls and knights and eels have uh have a buy so yeah two points for the eels good on you uh, that that ends our podcast our review of state of origin game one it's been an epic one because there is just so much to talk about we love our league we love talking about it could go on forever But alas, we don't have forever. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Tish, over to you to wrap this one up. Well, thank you, Dr. T. I'd
1: like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, But that's all the time we have for this edition of the Rugby League Republic. We're your hosts, Tish and Dr. T. Join us next time on the Rugby League Republic. Bye for now.